Welcome to the podcast of champions. This is the Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast created weekly for you by Guy Henderson and Richard Hughes. Here you can find everything you ever wanted to know about Talker United. You can find the podcast in the Talker United section of devonlive.com or you can subscribe to us in iTunes or at Acast. So welcome uh, to the podcast, to a new uh, a new style of podcast. Welcome, Richard Hughes. Richard. Hello, hello again. Good to have you along. It's been a while, but um, I'm glad to be back. Indeed. Um, this week's podcast has been so long since we've had any football at Playmore. Looking forward to a game on Saturday. It'll take the form of Gary Johnson's press conference. We'll be going across to that in a moment. Then we'll come back. We'll talk about the Halifax game. We'll talk a bit about Justin Fashionu. We'll talk a bit about you, Richard. Do we have your, to? Uh, your... <laughs> your Checkered play, no, not checkered. You're playing. I think checkered is a good, uh, good phrase. Uh, but first, off to Gary Johnson's press conference. The voices that you'll hear, apart from mine, are Dominic, me from Talker United, and Dave Thomas. Okay, so obviously last week, Gary, there was the disappointment of the Wrexham postponement. How did you manage that situation with the players? Well, we wanted uh, you want to inform them, um, but you don't want them to lose focus. So we knew, in my head, I knew that it was a wasted trip. You know, we knew that Hurricane Dennis was on its way and we were driving straight into the eye of it. Um, so we knew that would happen, but we, we did organise a training session at Crew Alexander. Uh, we thanked them for that. Um, and we ended up getting all the way to Crew, um, having a real good session in, in their gymnasium there, uh, indoor, Astroturf area. And then as we come out around about three o'clock on the Friday, George rang me and said it's been postponed. And you know, George worked very hard actually to, to make sure that we got the right information and that we was worried about our supporters travelling and etc. etc. So um, in the end the game was postponed. But at least I don't really want to be driving five hours somewhere to have a training session, but uh, especially if it's not on grass either. But um, anyway, we, we got something done and, and got home. So we managed it by just saying to the players, it's not off yet, so you still need to concentrate. But um, I might push you a little bit harder in the gym here because I'm pretty sure that it's uh, not going to take place. And obviously with that being two games being rearranged now and a first home game in a month, the players must really be raring to go this weekend. You'd like to think so, mate. Me and you would be. Um, but... Uh, yeah, I, I I think they are. To be fair, we've had we've used the time to have like a mini pre-season, um, go over our tactics, uh, get a lot of running in their legs. Uh, we've had some players that have been struggling a little bit with little niggles and injuries that sort of have been playing through it, um, and it's given us two or three weeks to manage them in training, still giving the same amount of running, but without all the the contact necessarily. Um, and they've all come through it well. Uh, it was a little bit like an army camp for two weeks. But um, like all army camps, you come out of it and if you survive, you feel very proud of yourselves and your teammates. And uh, that's what I'm hoping, that, that, that the feeling they'll have uh, going into Saturday's game. Last week you were saying you'd worked them pretty hard. It hadn't been a week off. It had been anything but a week mm. off. Have you managed to keep that intensity going with them this week? We have, uh, absolutely. And... Uh, you know, I, 
I think deep down, although at the time you're not enjoying it, I think they've all realised, especially the ones that needed to get a little bit sharper anyway, I think they've uh, been pleased with their own work uh, at the end of it, because obviously uh, today and tomorrow you, you're cooling it down a little bit, you know, you're going to do your set plays and uh, strengths and weaknesses of the opposition and um, they'll be the next two days, so they'll have their legs, that's for sure. But at the moment, they'll know that they've, um, you know, they've put in a work rate that has made them feel that they're a lot stronger than they thought they were. And I know we sound a little bit like a broken record, but what, what's the update on any of the injuries? Anybody uh, getting closer to uh, returning? Um, ben Winter's been training normal, which is good. Um, Robbie Cundy's been uh, training normal, which is good. Um, so I think our only sort of two injuries really now are Busey, uh, Aaron Davis, and uh, obviously Frank, who's you know, still training, uh, rehabilitating at Bournemouth. But um, so I'm hoping that we're getting a big, a bigger squad at the right time. At the moment, this time is going to be so important to us. Absolutely important to us. These two home games. Um, in their two cup finals you know that's how I see it and there's a few six pointers that are coming up that we need to um, win and then uh, you know after in three or four games time we then need to see whether we can really go for it towards the end of the season or whether we're looking um, you know for, for next season because it doesn't look like you're going to get to the playoffs we're, we want to try and do all we can right now uh, this is the mentality of it anyway um, to give ourselves a chance to compete for a playoff place in the last five or six games of the season. I'm sure we're not the only club in the country that's been grappling with the weather and you, you've often stressed what a huge boon this is. Mm. I know obviously you'd rather be on grass at least some of the time but it's mm. been a massive plus to have this available. Mm. The weather has been so bad this winter, at least not in cold but wet, but how have you planned this? Who do you rely on? Do you have spent half the week working out what time of day is the best time yeah. to try and date? And how do you how do you work that? Who's your man to um, to tackle that? <laughs> well, George put us onto the Met Office. George Edwards put us onto the Met Office, which he swears by. He does a lot of, lot of travelling. So um, you know, uh, Michael Fish Downs, and yeah. <laughs> Only our age group remember Michael Fish, but anyway, um, actually I remember Michael Fish doing a uh, a weather report when they used to stick the stick the letters on, yeah. and it was fog all over the country, and one of the F's fell, and he said, "Sorry about the F in fog." Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, to go back to your question, so it was um, it was down to our Met Office man, yeah, yeah, and so that's why, for instance, today we're training at three o'clock. Quite. Yeah. Here it is, a bit of sunshine, you know, so uh, we have to definitely... You have, have to, it's, it's you have more to right, we're laughing it about it, but yeah. it, it, it's really Well, it's we're high serious. up here as well, you know, you can, this is the highest point that you can be probably in, yeah. in this area. So it does, does get a bit windy and keeping the cones still and the balls still and all that sort of thing. Yeah. It's sometimes difficult when you want to put on sessions, but um, so we have to work out the, yeah. the wind, the rain. You can work in the rain. 
but not when it's a gale force up there with rain in your face and you know hailstones in there and all that sort of thing. You've got um, it's very difficult to coach then. So we do a lot inside as well. So the talking that we may on a summer's day do outside, you actually do inside. So we'll show them the opposition shape, their own shape, who's playing, etc., etc. And then we go out and, and work on it without having to say explain it again. Sort of. Yeah. Halifax, uh, we've won up there, they've won down here, um, this is a decider in some ways on Saturday, what's your, your view of them? I remember when we, when we won 2-4-2 up there, the manager said that's the best team we've seen this season, and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. of course we all know that, that the, yeah. the, the personnel have changed a bit, yeah. they've won down here, what's your feeling about them? And, and Well we, of course we go back and look at games that we played against these teams, and uh, we uh, we did very well at Halifax and we, we played them on the break um, and you know, scored some good goals and, and did play well. Uh, we then came, played the home game in a trophy and actually the first half we played very well and we had a couple of really good opportunities. Uh, unfortunately we lost that game 2-1, felt that uh, we probably did enough to, to win it but um, Halifax will say something different of course. But they're a good team. You're not third in the National League if you're not a good team. And, you know, they've had a good, consistent spell recently. Um, they were letting in a few goals earlier on in the season and now they've seemed to have quelled that. Um, they've changed their shape a little bit. But um, at the end of the day, it's a, a National League game and you can't judge whether you three easy points or three difficult points you can't judge it You've, we've got to make sure that we play well we play our way uh, you know, the, the, the talky way if you like um, and hopefully our supporters will see that get behind the boys give them that confidence because it is our game is about confidence um, as you know when we go 1-0 up often we win, we win the game if we go 1-0 down opposition take their time over everything and all of a sudden it becomes a, uh, a very slow game you know, because not much is happening there's, there's no tempo to the game if we go generally teams that come to us so um, uh, we've got to make sure there is a tempo by making scoring the first goal and then having to come out and attack us and of course it makes the game more open and more exciting In the wake of Gary Warren going back Seems like an age ago now, doesn't it? It's only probably only ten days ago. Mm. You said you were having a look at possibly one or two defensive options. Would that, has that gone yeah. moved forward at all? Or, um, um, well, it hasn't moved forward. No, because uh, we was going to bring in uh, a particular person, and uh, um, unfortunately, the, 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 we ended up not being able to bring him in for reasons I can't sort of really go into. Nothing to do with our club, but anyway. So we, you know, we, we're going with what we got, um, unless you know, Bobby Moore walks through the door. Still looking there. Yeah. So we still, we still got to keep looking. But sometimes you have to keep faith in the boys that've been around. And you know, when we went seven, eight games without defeat, you know, we know that we've got that in us, given we can pick our best squad, our best eleven, and then our best subs. And I think this week. It's probably the strongest we've been for a little while as far as the whole squad is concerned. It's a 
just touching upon that, obviously we, we, we've said that Halifax obviously having a, a good season, but our form against the top sides has actually been you know, very impressive in itself, having beaten four of the top five in the table at the moment. That must be very encouraging, um, with the division still being so remarkably tight. It is encouraging, and we've always believed, uh, given a little bit of luck, with, uh, well, with the injuries and the hitting the posts and crossbars and things, and uh, um, is that we, we, we could have had a few more points. Uh, we should have had a few more points, um, in which case we'd have been a lot closer to where we, we would like to be. But, um, yeah, I, again, with all due respect, Dagenham, Ebbsfleet, uh, when we played Chorley, when we played Maidenhead, they came to play more, and Chorley didn't, when we played Chorley, you know, and they, they try and, you know, they sit back in. They come into play more knowing that if we get a tempo, you know, we can be a top side. Top sides want to beat you, you want to beat them, so it's a little bit more open. But um, the sides that are, are come to play more and a bit worried about us, they tend to uh, sit in a lot, lot longer. And that you had the possession and you got to go and break them down at that point. So it's, uh, but it, it bodes well if, when you're playing these top teams. But we've got to get more results at home, and we've got to get more results at home to the teams that are nearer the bottom of the league. We chatted to Adi Aziz last week and got the impression from him that he absolutely couldn't wait to get going. He yeah. was, you know, he was raring to get a yeah. game. He's been here for a couple of weeks now. How's that gone? How has he fitted in with the uh, rest he's of the squad? He's fitted in very well. I mean, his personality is he would fit in anywhere. Anyway, yeah. you know, he's a good lad. He's, he's experienced. He's still got his athleticism. He definitely needs games, yeah. but he gives you that uh, another club in your golf bag um, that you can you know, bring in and uh, he's got something different to the other players that are in our squad. And that's always handy when you need to you know, work out your tactics against certain oppositions and what you need to do. And he, you know, he comes uh, into uh, a team with a different strength. and. Uh, we're looking for him to achieve that and you know if, if he plays as, as excited as he seems at the moment then uh, if selected he's uh, he's going to be a handful alright and just the last thing is we also have the good news that uh, Jackson Longridge's loan has been extended that's a yeah. huge bonus it's a big bonus because you know Liam's still going to be a little way away yet but I've been impressed with Jackson and his attitude and uh, his ability, um, and he can play left back, left wing back, left wing. He he don't mind a tackle. You know he's got sort of everything to to have a good career in the game, and uh, it's uh, always good to play a part, if you like, in these uh, good players' development and help them. And they want to stay here because you know it's all right for the club to say yes, you can stay at Torquay, but the the players got to want to stay here, and he's. Especially where the new manager has gone, moved into his own club. Yeah, that's it? right, exactly, exactly. And I mean, Stuart McCall was great. He, he sort of said, "Look, I haven't seen much of him. I promised him I'd seen him all the videos, um, so he could see him. Um, and if he has to take him back, he has to take him back. Meanwhile, it benefits everybody. You know, he's got a very good left back there as well himself. Um, so it benefits everybody that he stays match fit for them. He plays his games for us." And uh, he, he's very happy to, to be here. And he's another proper competitive lad. He's a good lad.
So back in the uh, back in the studio again after the podcast. Good news there that Ben Winter uh, is ready to make a return to the side. Uh, also good news that the players are all raring to go. Um, we're back surrounded by dogs and uh, coffee cups and, and what have you. No biscuits, okay? No biscuits. No, no biscuits. No. Well, you see, I'm trying to cut, <laughs> I'm trying to cut down on these things, but uh, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get the biscuits out at some point. Um, Richard, welcome. Obviously, you've been on the podcast before, back yes. in the early days when we used to record it in the studio, when we used to do it as a three-hander. You were very much part of the podcast. Been a little while, but your Talkie United credentials go back a long way, mate. I hadn't realised quite so far. Uh, well, for a start, as a fan, I guess I was about seven when I sort of persuaded my dad, spoiled his Saturday afternoon by persuading <laughs> yeah. him to to take me along. I can You've remember, been spoiling I, yeah, ever since, I, know. Yeah. I can remember me pleading, "Can I go?" And I, yeah, he used to go to the bar afterwards, and I think I put a stop to that, so he probably hated it. But um, yeah, so and I sat sat between him and my granddad, so three generations. That was mid seventies. Yeah. Uh, was a fan for years and years and years, and then ended up working on the club's website when it when it first launched. This was sort of embryo website days. Then, it was. It? I, I did a fans website, which which looking back on it was truly awful. <laughs> In the um, the the days of dial up, and yeah. you know the pictures would take twelve minutes to load up on the screen, um, and then the football league did a deal with. Do you remember ITV Digital? I do. They went yeah. bust, and that was the end yeah. of my job. But um, okay. they put yeah. money in uh, to a television channel. I, I think. Of, didn't it become? Didn't it hand over to Satanta or something? Was it no, just, I just think it closed Satanta? down. I think it. Okay. I think it died. Don't, uh, I'm not completely sure of the history, but during, an NTL were involved as well, and, and and part of the whole deal was that every um, club had to have someone to work on their website full time okay so mike bedson basically grabbed me and threw me into the the, the role and i did that for two and a half years yeah. i think um and obviously the, the, the money was terrible mike um, <laughs> but i did go to a whole season of games home and away yeah. and in the hotel with the players with the board of directors uh eating Got my own room, didn't have to share. So yeah, How about it was that? great times. Like VIP. It was it was a lovely like little a job. Ticket. I just could have done with yeah. a bit more money. There you go. So now you're sports editor of the Herald Express. I am now sports editor, or they call me. Um, what, what do they call me? Sport production editor. Okay. Of Devon and Cornwall Sport. So you have a few titles Seven. under your wing. Seven. Yeah, Torquay Herald Express. Express and Echo, North Devon Journal, Mid Devon Gazette, Cornishman, Cornish Guardian, and West Britain. That's quite a portfolio. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so, right, so podcast time. Let's chat about Talkie United. It's been, I was going to describe it as a mid season break, but Gary Johnson describes it as a mini pre season as well. And it's been so long without any football. It has. Um, and it's, it's, it's odd as well, isn't it? You know, you, you get to Saturday and you. You want that that fix of a game yeah. and stuff, and you're disappointed like it was last Friday when it was called off early, and then obviously the FA Trophy exit saw the weekend the before County game as yeah, a blank so, one. Yeah. So um, yeah, it, it's it's been odd, but but 
treating it like a pre-season, I guess, has been the best thing to do because you know you want you want the players to be ready for when they do play. Absolutely, sounds very much as if they haven't been holding back on the players. On the podcast last week, Gary was saying that they he might have had a couple of letters from some of their mums, yeah, because they'd been going pretty hard on them. It certainly sounds as if they've been doing much the same this week. I suppose that's got to be keeping up the intensity is quite important, isn't it? And I think Ben Winter was saying that, wasn't he? That, that yeah. it's been it's been a good way for him to come back into the squad because um, a lot of it's been about keeping fit, staying fit, being ready for the games rather than that week in, week out kind of usual format of training. And I think Ben Winter feels that it's probably the best time for him to to come back after three weeks training with players in that that way rather than the normal way. Big bonus for us to get Ben Winter back. I mean, obviously the last game that he played for us was that awful afternoon up at Yeovil. Um, when he ended the game injured, um, yeah. and I, I don't, I don't think we need to discuss the Oval game any further. That was just, um, it was just a terrible, terrible Boxing Day. But he's been out for a long time, and, and missing those two games in between, at least, you know, he, he's missed four games. I suppose. Yeah, there's not been a lot of games no. as I said, since since the turn of the year. I think we've missed him. Obviously, I think more, more than that, we've missed him and uh, Liam Davis. Yeah, I think. The balance of those two players on, on the left and on the right was 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 one of the reasons we went on that brilliant run. Yeah. I mean, that brilliant run was 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 wonderful, but actually it probably gave us too much hope. You know, it, it we, did we, we get we, us up into an incredible position. We, we were one game away, one win away yeah. from being top, and. None of us, I think, uh, before the season started, would have said that, that that we were expecting that. But once it happened, yeah, and I know the run after that was was as bad as the run before it was good. Mm. You know, expectations are so high. It's true, that I it think was we difficult were all to take. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think we all felt that a little bit. So and I, there we and were. I think I think that sort of left and right hand fullback balance of Davis and, and Winter was really a big thing about that run, yeah. about that yeah. good run. See, I think Joe Lewis has done a very good job at right back, and I think that um, Jackson Longridge is is doing tremendously well at left back. But I agree with you. I think because Ben Winter and Liam Davis had played together in those positions for a long time, I think there was an understanding coming along. I think, yeah, they were uh, they were instrumental in getting us up there. I've been impressed with both Longridge and um, uh, and Lewis. Lewis took it, you know, took a while to find a place in the team. Yeah. I mean, he he was the perennial sort of 88th minute substitute to waste time for for a long time but um, you know he's done well when they've used him in midfield and then using him as as a fullback I mean um, the last time I I saw him he looked really confident in that position he's a decent player as well isn't he he's he's one of those players who when you know when he does go back to Swansea he's going to get himself either into their side or he's going to get a move somewhere you know he's a player that you're going to hear of some more in the future I think and he's obviously you know we've got a squad full of young players and he's he's one of them Um, you know with Gary Warren going back to Exeter City we've lost some more experience and again we're relying on more more we're relying more on the young players in the squad. But there's a little bit of good news there as well from what Gary was saying. Robbie Cundy is yep. fit again. So it'll presumably be Cundy and Cameron at the centre of the back four on Saturday uh, with Gary Warren having, having gone back. Gary Warren was part of that Exeter team as well, wasn't he? He was. Um, they just missed out on them. Very the, nearly <laughs> got to Wembley. <laughs> just missing out on the, 
on a Wembley final is a shame, isn't it? We well, see. Um, no, what, what, one of the grand, oh, on. one of the grand rules of this podcast is is that we we like Exeter and Plymouth, and, and you know, I have all, to. We're all yeah. Oh, of course you do. Yeah. And there we go. For the second week running, we've got the dog barking as well. But, um, let's just let him go, shall we? We'll let him carry on. There we go. We'll shut the door on him. Dog the, shut out. Yeah, there you go. The beauties of, uh, of working from home. But, um, yeah, I mean, Exeter were unlucky, but they did. Uh, they stuck with a very young side, didn't they? Which they, was a bit of a surprise. They stuck with the young side throughout the competition, and they had three uh, base, uh, academy players playing against Portsmouth on... Um, oh, God, what day was it? Tuesday. Tuesday, wasn't it, I think. Um, and, you know... It was, they were one game away from Wembley. Gary Warren played. It was only the second game for City after signing yeah. uh, in the summer. Caught the eye by all accounts yeah, as well, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and they, they brought on a couple of players like Williams at the end to to add a bit of pressure. But up until the 89th minute, it was nil-nil. And mm-hmm. then, um, then City scored. Um, and then it was one all. And then it was 2-1 to City in the 89th minute. And then Portsmouth scored twice. What a finish, though. In the 90s. Um, and Johnny Marquis. John, John Marquis yeah. scoring the winner. So, yeah, obviously majorly disappointing for them, but okay, that's, sounds like Gary Wan played his part. That's enough of being nice about Exeter. Yeah. We've, we've done, that's our see, full see, quota of being nice about Exeter. Gary Johnson's still interested in Gary Warren. It'll be he interesting is, to yeah. see what happens. I mean, I know he's 35, an experienced player, played a long time in Scotland for in, in, Inverness yeah. and played in the top division of Scotland. I know Ryan Bowman's played there, Alex Fisher's played there, you know, name-checking two ex- current Exeter City players. And, you know, uh, you don't have to be a championship player to play in the no. the Premiership in Scotland. But you must get some experience of playing yeah. against Rangers, yeah. or, or maybe wasn't playing against Rangers thinking about it, but playing against Celtic and Aberdeen and, uh, and those big Scottish clubs. And Gary made no secret last week of the fact that he's keeping an eye on Gary yes. Warren. Gary Warren's had a contract in the summer. He will be. If Exeter decide not to give him a contract, um, we can expect talks to take place. I, I would have thought so. Yeah. yeah. If, if if he wants, wants to come here. I mean, yeah. you know, Gary said that he enjoyed it, so I don't see why not. He's local as well, isn't he? It's not as if he's got family up country or anything. No. He's, he's living locally, so good stuff. Um, less good news on the injury front still obviously without um, Liam Davis and Frank Vincent and Matt Buse as well it's going to be a little while out you say less good news I mean it's bad news for those three players but only having three players out injured so, after the run we've had of injuries that's a very good point <laughs> yeah yeah good point indeed so Saturday's opponent Halifax on Saturday It'll be our third encounter with Halifax yes. this season. Good win up there. Good 4-2 win yeah. up there um, earlier in the season. Uh, they came and picked our pockets a little bit in the FA Trophy, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of those games where they caught us on the break. It's quite interesting uh, reading some of the chats. I've got them here somewhere. With their manager this week where he is basically talking about trying to soak up Torquay's pressure and catching us on the break. We can expect them to sit in again, I think. He was very complimentary of Torquay when we played them and beat them. He um, was. And I, he'll know what to be worried about. So, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting interesting to see how he sets up against us. Yeah, yeah. Pete Wilde he is. And they've got Matt Brown is back. He's, um, he's back in their side. He's missed four games with an ankle injury. So they're back to pretty much full strength as well. They didn't have a game last week either. So no. they will be... Um, they haven't a scored a lot of goals. Um, interestingly, their their leading goal scorer in January was was uh, 
I've forgotten his name. The uh, the ex- Exeter City player, Liam... No, it's gone. It's gone. It's in here. It's gone, there it is. Um, I've written it down on the paper. <laughs> and... If in L- uh, Liam McAlinden. Check the Herald Express. Yes. So yeah. he scored 10 goals for them this season. Um, and then went on loan to Stockport in January. Strange, isn't it? So I, I'm not sure what, what that's all about. Very but uh, So we don't yeah. have his threat to... Um, and, and the next goal scorer has only scored five goals. Yeah. So... I know we're we're lucky with with, with uh, um, Jamie Reid and his twenty goals, but only five goals from your from your your goal. Yeah, threat. You need mm. some. You need more um, than that. Don't yeah. You? Looking forward to seeing Adiaz East play. If indeed he gets a game, as Gary Johnson says, if selected, I imagine he will be. selected. If selected, I I would translate as will be selected. Yeah. Um, you, would, you would think that Reid and Aziz would start. I'm front. I'm really looking forward. I, I was I was working in London when he came down the first time, and I never saw him. Uh, but by all accounts, people I've talked to said he was impressive. He looked good. Yeah. And um, and he's obviously a player who who is raring to go. The interview that we carried with yeah. him last week, he was um, he was hardly able to contain himself. No, he just wants to get out there. He wants to get out. Play. He football, was quite possibly one of the most. Disappointed players when Wrexham yeah. was called off, but uh, yeah, no, I, I'm looking forward to seeing those two together. And I think Jamie has suffered by not having a regular strike partner as well. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes he's been having to try to do too much himself, whereas you know sometimes the ball just falling to Jamie Reed is, is is better than him creating something himself. Yeah. I mean, Sekou Jane, uh did his bit up there, but we didn't have him for very long. And since then, it's been kind of Conor Lemon, Hay Evans, it's been Ben Whitfield, who are both, both very good both players. Both great players. But not in that yeah. position. But not not necessarily in that but position. But not, not partners for Jamie Reed. No. So to actually see Reedy up front with another striker. Yeah. Will be uh, will be quite. Something. It'll be interesting to see what the lineups like. That sort of you know when the when the when it's announced on on Saturday. I'll, I'll be keen to see. I'd pick the two of them. You'd pick yeah, the two I'd of them. Be keen to Gary's going to pick the two of yeah, them, isn't he? Yeah. I mean, what we're going to. You got two, haven't you? Those two, I mean, up, the, those two up front with Jared Lewington on the bench. I, I I'm a great big fan of Jared Lewington. I, I watched him yeah. at Buckland for three years. I think that's probably right. Watched him develop there. Um, and then obviously went to uh, Tiverton, then Truro, back to Tiverton, signed for Torquay. Um, he's still got a lot to learn. I think Gary said that, and Jared would probably appreciate that. Um, but he's a strong, yeah. physical striker. He can win balls in the air. I think once he's up to speed, I think next season we might see something. Yeah, as long as Gary keeps him, obviously. But I think he. I look forward to seeing him play. We're looking forward to him getting that first goal as well, weren't we? A couple of times when he came on as a sub, you thought, you know, this is the day to get your first goal. And then you just feel like everything's going to take off. It's always very difficult to make that transition from from non-league, or not necessarily that level of non-league, Southern League level of non-league, to, you know, this level of of Um, non-league. I watched... Connor Washington at, at St Ives Town in in Cambridgeshire for three years uh, from an eighteen year old or seventeen year old uh, he was absolutely devastating teams yeah. in that yeah. on his own in that division um, went to Newport it took him a year to really get into that Newport yeah. team in, yeah. in in the conference um, now obviously he's played for what in the World Cup for Northern Ireland so you know and he, he he's playing in Scotland. Uh, play for QPR, play for other teams. So 
it takes you a while. Yeah. But well, we we talked about Kiefer Moore, didn't we? we just another before, just before yeah, we, we yeah. came on air, and Jared Lewington is is potentially is another player who yeah. can, you know maybe not to that extent, but he's another player who has got a career in front of him. Kiefer Moore, Wales' favourite, by all accounts. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I can vouch for that. Mate. <laughs> you know, he's, uh, get the ball into the box. But there's, there's another player who took a long time to develop, but once he got there, boy, yeah. did he get there. Yeah, yeah. indeed. Um, <laughs> we were talking just then about making us feel old as well. Here's one. We talked on the podcast a couple of weeks ago about reserve games. I meant to ask Gary Johnson about it as well. He was very keen to get some reserve games going. And we were talking about a Bristol Rovers match a three-all draw with Bristol Rovers, free football, half-term. It was February half-term because it popped up on my Facebook timeline the other day. 12 years ago, that was. Wow. 12 years ago. I thought it was about three, but there you go. Um, Those timelines on Facebook are horrible, aren't they? (laughs) Things keep popping up and I keep thinking, yeah, that was surely that that was only last year. The fact that Facebook's 12 years old is is, is worrying. Um, Yeah. I mean... I did wonder if Gary would try and get a game in behind closed doors even maybe mm. during this period. But yeah. I guess he might have done if he knew Wrexham was going to be an off, an off, off day early enough. But yeah. um, maybe he couldn't plan in time. It's been one of those things, a bit of a disappointment this season, I'm sure, for um, for Gary and Aaron. Because they were keen to get a series of reserve fixtures mm. in. Because there were players at that time, before the injury struck us, there were mm. players who weren't getting a game he wanted to have a look at some of the younger players as well. Um, the Devon Bowl, obviously, we haven't got particularly far in that. So No, but he did use those players in that and they will yeah. have learnt from that. And yeah. Tavistock, who put them out, aren't any mugs. I mean, they're, they're a decent decent team in the Western League. So, um, you know, it, it's gone in the days when almost you had to treat that. The FA wanted you to treat that competition as seriously as possible. Um, I think... It, it, with the squads as they are, they they do need to use those games yeah. as uh, as chances for younger players, uh, players who are on the fringe of the squad to to go out and have, have some minutes in their legs. Because there was a rule at one time that you had to play a certain number of the there players was, who yeah. played in your yeah. last first team game, didn't you? I, I assume they've. I think that, that yeah, I think that was ditched a while ago. Yeah. But, um, but of course, the, the Devon League as well. I think. Um, Sorry, the Devon League, the, the Devon Bowl has been extended as well because yeah. of the fact that the Peninsula League has moved up a level. So there's more teams now in yeah. the Devon Bowl. Yeah. Um, so there might be more opportunities next year to, to get some more games out of it. Should be good. Perhaps they should do it on a league basis. But maybe That's not such a bad idea, actually. A couple of groups. <clears throat> get on the phone to them. Well, that would give Torquay, Exeter, Plymouth the chance for some competitive reserve team games. Plymouth reserves do play competitive games. They in the combination games. still? Uh, I can't remember where they are. I think they're in the new Devon League. Okay. Might be wrong, but I think they're in the new Devon League. Um, so they, but but actually don't have a. They do. They have an under twenty three team, don't they? Yeah. They have so an under twenty three team in the, in the under twenty three Premier League, yeah. whatever it is. So yeah, but you know, it's an opportunity, yeah. isn't it? Now, a lot of the news this week has been about an, an ex-Torquay player. Justin Fashionu has been in the news a lot this week. He's been inducted into the Football Hall of Fame. A lot of people would say not before time either. Um, it's just, it, it's the right thing to do, isn't it? Just, he was a big figure in the game. He was a big figure outside the game as well. And, you know, a, a colourful character during his time at Torquay. Well, I was only a teenager when he was playing for Torquay. Were you really? Yes. <laughs> God, I feel so, like <laughs> 
So um, <clears throat> my memories are a bit foggy. Um, yeah. I did see him play. I did go to every you know all the games in those days, um, and I just remember kind of just wondering what the heck he was doing playing at Torquay because he was far better than that. I mean, but there was a little spell of that, wasn't there? Because obviously, with when Neville Southall came to play for us, you kind of thought. What's Neville Southall doing here? Yeah. Chris Waddle played for I us know, for yeah. a little while. Yeah. And he was thinking much too quickly for his teammates at what, the time. What I used to like about Waddle is you'd watch him stand in the middle of the field, hardly move, but then just pick out players yeah. with perfect passes. Um, I think his days of running down the wing were well and truly over. <laughs> some of but the, he could still find a player with, with a 40-yard ping. Some of the things he did were Laura-esque. Yes, they, really? yes, yeah. yeah. But, uh, but Fash was here from 91 to 93. Um, scored quite a few goals for us. OK, I did, I did turn into my 20s during that period. There you go. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was a bit older. But it was a strange time. There was, there was, it was a time when Torquay were often in the headlines on the front pages as well as the back pages. Because if you remember, Justin Fashionu had a photo opportunity with uh, Judy Goodyear, who yes. played Bet Lynch. In I have talked to my Bateson about this in the past. <laughs> it was his little idea, I think. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Mike had a few ideas. Mike had the ventriloquist dummy idea. Yeah, it he, was just a little kind of... Um, he had the painting, yeah. the away dressing room pink idea. Yeah, it, was, it was during that period as yeah. well, when he was just just testing the waters of the national press to see if they'd be interested in little old talkie and... And they were. Inviting Julie Goodyear into the team bath was uh, <laughs> was was a bit of genius, I suppose. And there you go. It's probably, you know, that kind of... Uh, I mean, don't forget, at the time, she was at the height of, of Coronation Street yeah, stardom. Yeah. This was no minor star. This was someone who was, who was massive. Absolutely. But I think we're all agreed that, you know, inducting uh, Justin into the Football Hall of Fame, the right thing to do, ticks all the right boxes... Um, and yeah, we're pleased to see it. Absolutely, and of course, he's still the only footballer in British football that's, that's ever come out as gay. And will he be the only footballer as such for how long? Because you there's no sign of there's no sign no. of anyone else doing it at the moment. But a, a proper trailblazer, as yeah. Well. I think that probably brings us to the end of this week's agenda. Wow. First, first, okay. first of the um, the new style podcast. Yeah. Thank you very much for sticking with us on this. This is kind of the format that we're going. We're not changing the format particularly. No. Um, so press conference, chat. If you've got any observations, anything that you like about the podcast, anything you don't like about the podcast, do come and see us uh, before Saturday's game. We'll be on the press bench, talking Halifax at Playmore, three o'clock kickoff. Yeah, looking forward to We'll Aziz. be there. So do come and uh, come and have a chat and um, let us know what you think. Adi Aziz playing up front. I, yeah, we'd pick him. Gary will pick I'd, him. I'd be really surprised if he didn't start. Yeah, here we go. Thanks for your time. And as ever, come on you yellows. You've been listening to the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United Yellow Army podcast. Recorded weekly by David Thomas and Guy Henderson. You can find this podcast by clicking devonlive.com or by following us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash DL or on Twitter at TQHE Sport. You can also subscribe on iTunes, search for Talkie United on the iTunes app. Please leave us a review wherever you can. We welcome all feedback. Thank you very much for listening. Join us again next week.